0: You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenchurch.com. This is Leftover from Halloween. I think Justin Timberlake is the man. So anytime I have a chance to wear a lapel mic, I'm, like, I'm gonna use it. Super excited to be here. Let's do this. Let's raise our hands tonight as we pray. God, I thank you tonight that in your house. God, anything is possible. God, I thank you that in your house you are heard, seen, and felt by every single person here tonight. God, tonight your Holy Spirit is moving, operating, engaging with us, and speaking to us. And God, I even thank you that you are convicting us in areas that we need your tender touch to show us where we need more of you. We bless you. We honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Y'all can be seated. Have a seat. I have so many drink options. Oh my gosh. Another cool thing about the lapel mic is I can walk around and display a Celsius at the same time. (laughs) Pastor John said we are youth pastors. We're looking for sponsors for summer camp. Celsius is one of our main sponsorship (laughs) opportunities, so let me just get a quick little It's going to be really awesome. Welcome to Awaken Church. (laughs) Awaken Church is phenomenal, and we are fresh, real, and powerful. Who's heard that before? Come on, fresh, real, and powerful. Fresh. Fresh revelation from heaven, constantly seeing the future, constantly moving into uncharted territories, constantly hearing from God for what's next real. Come on, we are authentic, we are genuine, and we are transparent at this church. Come on, who's in a connect group in here? What a display. Yeah, let's give it up for our connect leaders. And you know what? We go there, right? Because we're real, we are obligated to go there. We have conversations that other churches are quite frankly afraid to have. And I believe that God honors us for that. And then powerful. Come on, who's been in a service where the Holy Spirit has shown up? A miracle, a sign, a wonder. You felt something that you've never felt before fresh real and powerful those are staples of our church but I want to pose to you tonight that there's actually a part of our culture a part of our church that you may have seen and you might have felt and maybe you are aware of but tonight we're going to dive into and that is the culture of honor the culture of honor one of the values at our church because it is a kingdom culture Many of you know about honor, maybe many of you think that you know about honor, and some of you are here going, what in the world is this dude about to talk about? All spectrums tonight we're going to be able to cover together, and something that is really interesting is before I came to this church, a quick little background on me, I grew up in church, I was born on a Thursday and in church on a Sunday. Do I have anybody else like that? (laughs) Had no option, my parents were pastors, my grandparents were pastors, grew up in the church, but I had never really seen honor be displayed like I had seen here at Awaken Church, But I want to tell you the truth. Can I be honest and real with you? I want to tell you the truth. I can remember five, maybe six years ago, I just moved to San Diego, seven now, oh my gosh, seven years ago, I moved to San Diego and I would come to the young adult night services, right? They had Sunday night services, the 5 p.m. Does anybody remember the 5 p.m.? Insane. Insane. And I would sit right up there, and I would come to services because the worship was just remarkable, and I felt God, and the preaching. Like, Pastor Jurgen, I'm sorry, there is no one like him. There is no other preacher on the face of the earth like Pastor Jurgen. And listen, I, I've listened to a lot of dudes preach. I've been around a lot of ministers. I've listened to a lot of podcasts, a lot of sermons. No one has it like Pastor Jurgen has it. And I would sit up there, but I can remember feeling so critical. Man, what is all this hype about? Why do they always stand up when a pastor comes to the front? Why is there a little fan club down at the bottom? Whenever he's saying something good, they're standing up and they're applauding and they're cheering. But my confession is this. My confession is that I was critical because I was jealous because I didn't understand, because I had never seen honor put on display like it was put on here. And so I would leave C3 at the time, is what it was called, and I would go and I would bash the church, left and right. All they do is honor, all they do is clap and applaud for pastors, all they do... And I would bash, because I didn't understand. I was critical in my heart. When you experience real honor, can I tell you that it will challenge you to start seeing, operating, and acting differently. When you experience true and real honor, it will change the way that your perspective views the world and the way that it views church. And can I tell you the truth, even the way that you view God. And tonight I'm going to make a big statement. This is something I believe with all of my heart. I will go to my grave believing this, that there is no better place on the face of the earth to be than in the house of God. There is nowhere a human can possibly go that is better for their soul, that is better for their spirit, that is better for the things than being in the house of God. I'm convinced of that. I believe it with all my heart. There's nowhere like the house of God. Dennis Prager says this, that in the house of God, in fifth grade classes, okay, fifth graders are what, 11 or 12 years old? He says, in fifth grade classes, there is more wisdom in one church than all of Harvard, Princeton, and Yale combined. Because they have the word of God, they have the power of God, and they have an honor that the world cannot understand or decipher or perceive. The church is a powerful place. Can I get an amen? Amen. I love that God does this as he says, hey, this is my house, because this is the best place in the world for you to be. There's a few things that I needed to help you understand for your time here. Any parents tell your kids, my house, my rules? Yes. Come on, I know about those. <laughs> my house, my rules. But God, God poses this, this statement differently. He says, hey, my house, my ways. And the reason he poses this statement to us, hey, hey, my house, my ways, because I think that he knows what is best for us, what our soul needs, what our spirit needs, how we've been created to operate. And by the way, heaven created honor. They invented it. Check this out. The Holy Spirit, the Trinity, God the Father, and Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In the very beginning, the Bible says that they were together, hanging out, and they were honoring each other. All throughout Scripture, you see that God sends Jesus, whom he honors. This is my son with whom I'm well pleased. Jesus, time and time again, says, everything I do, I do because the Father has sent me. Hey, it's time for me to go. I'm going to send a helper and a friend. His name is the Holy Spirit. And these three are constantly honoring each other. They're constantly honoring each other. What a beautiful picture of what honor is to look like. Constantly honoring each other. Tonight, because this is God's house, can I pose to you that God is the architect? He's the one with all the designs and all the plans, but honor is the blueprint. Wow. And tonight, my message is called Honor's Home. Very cool. Honor in Greek means this. It means value in terms of compensation or how the person is treated, viewed, and revered. But can we have a working definition tonight? A working definition means we're not putting a period at the end of it. We're kinda, it's kind of malleable. We're kind of work on it together. A definition of honor that I have is putting the right things in the right place. Wow. Putting the right things in the right place. I would say this. Honor is about alignment. Yeah. It's about what am I giving value to? What am I respecting what am I revering? What are the things in my life that I'm able to do that with a heart that isn't critical and isn't skeptical? I want to take a moment to do this. In our church, in our city, there are men and women who every single day, every single week, and every single month of their lives choose, make the, uh, the, the conscious decision to go to a job that puts their life on the line. They choose to do this. They're not obligated. They're not manipulated. They choose to do that. If you were a police officer or in the armed services, would you please stand to your feet right now? Let's honor these guys. Come on. There's no one like you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We honor you tonight. We honor you tonight. You have our respect. We value what you do. We thank you. God bless you. That's what heaven sounds like, by the way. If you're a parent in the room, can you stand up to your feet, please? Let's honor these parents. Come on. Now, parents, stay standing. Stay standing. Stay standing. Whether you have kids who are young or who are old. Whether you did it exactly how you hoped and dreamed and wished or if you made some errors along the way, can I tell you that today we honor you for the position, for the mantle, for the authority that God has given you as a father and as a mother. God invented parents. He invented moms and dads. He puts you in a position of honor. In this church, we value you, we respect you, and we will honor you for the things that you do. You are literally raising the next generation. You're raising the next people who will take the church farther than it's ever gone. You're raising the next set of patriots. You're raising the next great business owners. You're raising the next great parents. You're raising the next great husbands, wives, fathers, sisters, and brothers. Thank you for what you do. We honor you tonight. We honor you tonight. Doesn't that feel good? Now you're catching the vibe of how heaven feels. The language of heaven is honor, respect, value, reverence. It's an understanding of the right things in the right place. If you're a Connect leader or a pastor in this room, I would love for you to stand to your feet. A Connect leader or a pastor, please stand to your feet. We honor you tonight. Listen, the hours and hours of time, resources, energy, time away from your family, time away from your children, time away from work, pastoring people, caring for people, shepherding people. Day in and day out, we thank you, we thank you, we honor you. God sees what you do, He is aware, He is the greatest accountant the world has ever seen. He writes it down. I know, I know, I know, I know. We honor you tonight. Pastor John and Becky, stay standing. Now, now a little bit more confession. Are we cool? We got dive a little bit deeper. I can remember being at this church several years ago and Pastor John and Becky coming to the stage for service leading or to preach or whatever. And honestly, the first thing I thought is, wow, they let male models be pastors at this church? (laughs) Okay, I'll talk to God about that one later. (laughs) Can I tell you that I'm convinced that the level, the depth that they care about you, that they love you, listen, you can never understand it. It is still mind-boggling to me to understand how much they care about you, love you, and listen, treasure you. They don't show up to do the job of campus pastors because they're obligated or have been manipulated or because they're millionaires. They show up because of you, every single person in this chair. Can we honor them with everything we have tonight? Can we honor our campus pastors? Yep. Come on. You guys are incredible. Incredible. so good. Yeah, come on. We can do better than that. That's it. Get used to this feeling because every single moment that we are in heaven, we're going to be doing this to God. Every moment that we spend eternity with him, we're gonna be obsessed and so focused on giving him the praise, the honor, the worth, and the reverence that he deserves. Can I tell you that that's what eternity looks and sounds like? But we can do some of it while we're here. If you get honor right, can I tell you that everything else in in your life will go right? Tonight, if you're taking notes, which I encourage, honor starts with God. When you begin to honor God with your worship, When you begin to honor God with time spent with Him, when you begin to honor God with your time, talents, and treasures, when you begin to honor Him with your life, can I tell you that everything else is so much easier to attach your honor to? It's easier to honor your parents, it's easier to honor your body, it's easier to honor your spouse, it's easier to honor authority. When you can honor God, and can I tell you that it starts there, that is where the ultimate honor, because it is putting the right things in the right place. Come on, if we put God in his rightful place, the place where he belongs, where no one else has the ability to fill that seat, can I tell you that our lives start going right? It's a flow from heaven. Remember, heaven invented it, and if the goal of what we're doing in this life is to bring heaven to earth, can I tell you that it starts with honor? It does. I'm telling you this. It starts with honor. The Bible says this love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind. John Bevere says this true honor is an outflow from a heart that fears God. How are we honoring God in our lives? Are we consciously making decisions that honor Him? I wonder if when we're at the crossroads of a decision to be made, if we ask ourselves the question, if I go left or if I go right, which one of these decisions, which way do I go, will honor God the most? And I, I, I would say this, that if as Christians, as believers, as, honor, as people who live in honor's home, can I tell you that if we would start making decisions on things that would honor God, our life would start going well as well. Yeah. Are we honoring God in our decisions? Are we putting him in the right place? Yeah. Tithing is a great picture of honor. Pastor Becky, incredible offering message. It's because you plant a seed and get a harvest. Can I tell you that when you sow honor, honor flows back to you. Something that I love, Pastor Juergen said this many years ago, is God told him, he said, if you will honor those that I send you, I will send those that I honor. Listen, it is no surprise that we have the Kelly Shackelfords. It is no surprise that we have David Harris Jr. It is no surprise that Charlie Kirk shows up to an Awakened conference because he hears about what's going on at Awakened Church. He hears about what's different there. And because we honor the call of God on their life, because we, ex- we respect and admire what God has put inside of them, that's why every single month, every single year, the best of the very best show up on this platform to preach. If we honor those that God sends us, we will send those to us that he honors. And can I tell you that the church that God is building must must be made up of people who honor each other. The Bible says this about your parents. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. Hello, pay attention. So that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Can I tell you today that if you choose to dishonor your parents, you are proactively deciding to dishonor yourself. Within the veins of your body, flowing through you, is the DNA that both your father and your mother carry. If you choose to dishonor them, you are immediately dishonoring yourself. Now listen, I understand that all parents are not perfect. I understand that mistakes have been made. I understand that there are abusive relationships. I understand that there are broken relationships. But listen, it's not up to you to decide how they parented you. It's up to you to decide how you honor them. It's not up to you to decide how well it went when you were young. It is up to you now in this moment to make the conscious decision because listen, honor is a choice. If you can choose to honor them even though X, Y, and Z, can I tell you that God sees that and he's proud of you? We must make the decision to honor our parents. Amen? Amen. I gotta get moving because I got some good stuff to get to. Honor the Holy Spirit. Where he is acknowledged, he can manifest. Something that drives me crazy, and I don't know why this just bugs me so much, people will ask me about Awakened Church. and like, oh, is that like a Holy Spirit church? Bro, there is no church without the Holy Spirit. Period. End of story. There is no church without the Holy Spirit. Listen, do you think God is so silly or so naive that he would start with, God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And they're like, you know what, man? It's cool. We got this. Jesus went and did his thing. Everything is cool now. We're good. That was only for then and not for now. B.S., son. I am desperate for the Holy Spirit. And here's here's how he works. Notice I'm saying the word he. It's not an it. It's a he. Got you, Pastor Quacha. It's a he. Listen, he has a personality. He has habits. He has patterns. He has passions. He's a person. It's sad to see churches that refuse to acknowledge the Holy Spirit, to honor him. And so then they wonder why God isn't showing up. They wonder why words of knowledge and prophetic aren't flowing. They wonder why they've prayed for the same person for multiple years but have seen no healing. They wonder why the vision of the church is stale. The Holy Spirit, where he is honored, will always manifest himself. When we put him in his rightful place as our helper, as our friend, as our encourager, as our convictor, as our empowerer, can I tell you, when we put him in his right place, when we honor him, all of the things that he activates and unlocks become apparent in our life. Amen? It was really cool. It was worshiping, and I had to quickly open my iPad and type this in. Speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues honors the Holy Spirit. Because what you're saying is what he has to say is more important than what you have to say. And the Bible says this, the Bible says this, when tongues broke out in the book of Acts, that all the people around were bewildered and wondering, how do you speak my language when you're from here? It was the Holy Spirit saying, if you will honor me and let me do what I know how to do, I'm going to show up in ways that you can't. When we honor the Holy Spirit, he will activate in our lives. Amen? Come on, some of us need to do a pulse check. Are we honoring the Holy Spirit? We're wondering and waiting. And every week we show up for Book of Miracles and we raise our hand, and we say, Yeah, I want some of that. But we've refused to go home and say, Holy Spirit, it's me again. It's time, hey, I need you to show up. I need your power. I need your encouragement. I need you to show me the things in my life that I need to get right so I can be the best version of myself that I need to be, so that the Holy Spirit can empower me. I wonder how many people take that seriously. Are we honoring the Holy Spirit, putting him in his right place? This is the one I've been waiting for. Honoring authority. I'm going to read this scripture and I'm going to go after it. This is where I expect you to be the loudest all night. (laughs) Romans 13, 1 through 3 says this, Everyone must submit to governing authorities. For all authority comes from God, and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and they will be punished. Lord, I ask forgiveness for what I'm about to do. (laughs) Just because they're in authority over you doesn't mean that they're godly. Just because they rule the land doesn't mean it's not going to be taken from them. Just because of the one currently speaking doesn't mean that God's not going to shut their voice. I want to paint a picture for you. In the house of God, there are three functionings or three different types of authority. You guys ready? The first is spiritual authority. God puts pastors, leaders, and ministers in place to be able to lead with authority. This is Pastor John. This is Pastor Becky. This is campus pastors. These are people in your life who have a spiritual authority. The next is the family authority. Come on, moms and dads. God gave you authority to disciple and to discipline your children, to raise them in the house of God, to be the one who is in charge, right? No two-year-old is going to be in charge of me. I'm the boss. Family authority. And the rest, the, second, the third one is governmental authority. Governors, senators, and Congress people. Can I tell you that all three of these are established by God, but each of them, when they get out of bounds, must be addressed. And it's Pastor Tom here. That's all right, I'll use Pastor Charles instead. (laughs) Something that would take Pastor Charles outside of the bounds of his spiritual authority would be if we found out that he's been stealing a million dollars from the church every single year to fund his knife-making collection. (laughs) Don't get any ideas. That's out of bounds, and that needs to be addressed. That kind of authority cannot be honored because he has crossed the line of what is godly and what is not. He has decided, Pastor Charles, I know you would never do this. He has decided to give up what God has given him in exchange for what satisfies. That is an example of spiritual authority that must be addressed and must be reconciled. It's out of bounds. And it needs to be challenged and it needs to be corrected. Next next example, if there's a dad who is beating a child, do you think that's going to fly? You can't say, "Oh, well, he's 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 a dad. It's okay. We'll honor him anyways." No, that needs to be challenged and corrected. That is a family authority that must be addressed. There must be change. There must be confrontation. There must be someone who has spiritual maturity to come in and say, "Hey, no, 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 no. This is not going to happen." You all ready for the last part? <laughs> Governmental authority. When authority is out of bounds, it must be corrected. It must be challenged. It must be fought. It must be slammed down. It must be. It must be. It must be. And this honors God. This honors God. All right, sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Here's how I know God left us this. Take I name, an amen just for the Bible one time? Best book ever written. And God gives us this show time and time and time again of someone who is put into authority that he has to remove. Someone that he puts in charge who doesn't do what God wants, who doesn't honor him with their hearts. He says, you've got to go. Great example. Thank you for asking. King Saul. King Saul gets anointed and appointed as the king of Israel. God puts him in the spot, empowers him. Everything is set up and ready for him to lead God's people to where he wants them to go. But he dishonors God. He must be challenged. He must be confronted. He must be removed. And so God says, hey, if you're not going to be the one to do it, I'm going to go look for someone else who will. I'm going to go find me a King David who will do the things that I'm asking, who will honor me with his heart, who will love me with all of his devotion, who will execute the things that I need to be executed because this is my will and not yours. God will exalt kings and then take them out. Sometimes they will rise and fall. They need to be addressed when they dishonor. And can I tell you this? Honor is not obedience. It's part of it. Honor is part of obedience. The Israelites were obedient to King Pharaoh for centuries, submitted to him as slaves. Years upon years, generations upon generations of labor, of enslavement, of oppression, of no freedom, no ability to go beyond what their current state was. And thank God that he was smart enough and wise enough to understand that the people who were being oppressed and abused needed him to show up to dismantle the governmental authority that was disrupting and dishonoring him. And so he taps Moses on the shoulder and says, hey, this is dishonoring to me. I can no longer handle the way that he's treating my people. I can no longer handle the freedom that he's holding back. I can no longer handle the abuse that is happening to my people. Moses, it's time for you to go and to liberate my people, to confront the evil that is in the land, to confront the evil ruler who is in place, who refuses to let my people go. Can I tell you the reason that California is the way it is? Because Governor Gavin Newsom does not honor God. He does not honor God, and that is why we are in the state that we are in, and I believe this is a prophetic picture. Thank God for Pastor Jurgen. when God taps him on the shoulder and says, hey, it's time to go and fight the fight, that he'll show up, go to the enemies that are dishonoring God and say, listen, it's God giving it to you, and we can take it back. Thank God for someone who understands that when the people are being abused and oppressed, it is time for someone to stand up and to say, no more, no longer is this going to happen. The authority that has been given to you can be taken away because it dishonors God thank goodness we were tapped on the shoulder I would get bored watching from the sidelines the question I want to ask is who has the ultimate honor in your life Niccolo Machiavelli says this it is not titles that honor men but men that honor titles next one honor your elders 1 Peter 5.5 says this, Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Proverbs 15.33 says this, The fear of the Lord is instruction in wisdom, and humility comes before honor. When you can get to the place to humble yourself enough to understand that people who are older than you know more than you, that they've been there and done that, that they maybe have a perspective that you didn't have or that you don't have. Can I tell you that we put them in their rightful place? We put them in their rightful place of respect, reverence. We put them in their rightful place. I love that God sets us up. God is aware of the dynamic. He's aware that there are gonna be people who are older counseling and teaching the young. And what he's calling us to do as younger people is to give honor where it is due, to respect where it is due. Anyone's heard the, the term respect your elders? I'm 31. My wife is 28. I use that one on her all the time. Say, hey, respect your elders. If you are 55 or older, can you please stand to your feet? Let's honor these guys. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your perspective. Thank you for staying in. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you for raising us. God bless you. We honor you today. We honor you, we honor you, we honor you. All right, I gotta get moving. Is this good? Yeah. Okay, it's God's house, honor's home, honor lives here. Honor your time. Timeliness is next to godliness. Your calendar and your beg statements will identify the things that are most important to you. And if you look at your calendar and you don't see God smack dab in the middle of it, can I tell you that it's time to reassess where your honor's really flowing? If you look at your bank statement and you don't see things that are honoring God, can I tell you that it's time to reassess where your honor is flowing? Listen, I'm not here to to be critical of you tonight. I'm here to help you. Because at one point in time, I sat in those same, I didn't understand honor. Honor is very versatile, isn't it? It's very dynamic. That's why we're talking about all of this. The greatest disrespect that you can show a human being is to be late. Because you are dishonoring their time. Time is? Can we be on time? Honor and celebrate others. It is in the character of very few men to honor without envy a friend who has prospered. I wonder when our friends are having a baby and buying a house and getting engaged, if immediately we are quick to honor and to celebrate them, to put a high value on the things that are going well in their life. Honor the call of God on your life. Listen, there's no one like you. The Bible says this, that the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. You know what that means? It means they can't be taken away. They can't be traded out. They can't be downgraded. They're inside of you. When you honor the call of God on your life, can I tell you that God sees that and is happy to multiply and to reveal the gifts that are inside of you. Honor the call of God on your life. Honor your body. The same way that this Trinity is Father, Spirit, Father, Son, and Spirit. We are a mind, body, and soul. I got a text from Pastor John on Halloween. He said, hey, how'd you do on candy? Which is weird because I didn't go trick-or-treating. <laughs> I said, yeah, I ate, I ate one too many pieces. And I finally had my very first, oh, I'm after 30, you know, older than 30. And I ate too much candy. Stomachache. It was really gross. <laughs> Listen, are we taking care of our bodies? God gave them to us. Are we honoring them? Are we putting things into them that are meant to be inside? Are we taking care of ourselves? Listen, I'm calling myself out on this too. I wrote this down because I got convicted. I need to lose, what, eight pounds? We did this special little test with Dr. Matt, and he grabbed this little thing, and it tells you all the stuff that's wrong with your body. It's really cool. I was 17% body fat. Pastor John's eight. It's really annoying. The Bible says this. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. I got to get to the end. I'm so How does that time go so fast? Honor up, down, and all around. Ladies, this one's for you. Are you ready? If he is not nice to a server at a restaurant, he is not nice. If he is not respectful to a server at a restaurant, he is not respectful. If he does not honor people who are serving him, pay attention to this stuff, please. Pay attention to this stuff, please. Honor up, down, and all around. Don't date nerds. <laughs> honor your leaders and your pastors. The, el- the Bible says this, the elders who direct the affairs of the church well. I love that it mentions how. Not just who manages the church, just not who leads it, not who directs it. Those that do it well. Can we agree that our leaders do it well? There's no one that doesn't like them. They do it well. It says this, they're worthy of double honor. Twice as much, Double. Especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. I remember coming to this church and was still trying to figure out honor, and I love Colby Gardner to death. And I said, I don't remember exactly what I said, so I'm gonna paraphrase, but I said something like, oh, yada, 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 does Jurgen this? And I remember the look on her face, like, I'll never forget it. She said, don't you mean Pastor Jurgen?" I said, yes, I did. Pastor Jurgen." Listen, when you can honor the mantle, when you can honor the responsibility, when you can honor the anointing that God has put on someone's life, can I tell you that if you can't and you get that feeling in your gut and you dishonor in that way, can I tell you that that is showing yourself that you have an honor shortage? The reason when, when I... When I talk about Pastor John, when I talk about Pastor Becky, it's not to make them feel good or give them some cool name and title. It's because I honor them. I honor the position that they hold. I honor the work that they do. I honor the mantle that's on their life. I honor the responsibility that they've said yes to. I'll never forget that. Honor your commitments. This is about integrity. He honored his end of the bargain. Come on, in God's house, when we say something, we need to follow through and do it. Amen? I'm wrapping this up. So sorry, Pastor Becky. Honor your marriage. The Bible says this in Hebrews 13.4. Marriage should be honored by all. That's even the rest of the world. People who aren't believers, people who aren't Christians should honor marriage. And the marriage bed kept pure, for God will judge the adulterer and the sexually immoral. That's in Hebrews 13.4. Can I tell you that honor starts behind closed doors with your spouse? The opposite of honor, Pastor John Morgan says, is not dishonor, it's familiarity. As familiar as I am with my wife, I don't want to ever be to the point where I'm so familiar with her that I start to lose the honor, the respect, the value, the precious gift that she is to me. And right now, husbands and wives, I want you to take a gauge, to take a pulse. Where is honor lacking in your marriage? Where can you show up with more honor than you are right now? What are the the moments behind closed doors when you're not out in public with the world watching that you have an opportunity to honor her again, to honor him again, to put them in their rightful place? Honor your marriage. Honor in transition or when you are feeling misunderstood. Tonight I know that many people are here, and they're transitioning out of a job. They're transitioning from one department to another. They're tran- they're transitioning from security and stability to the unknown. Listen, it's, it would be easy to talk poorly about your boss. It would be easy to talk poorly about the relationship that you're getting out of. It could be easy to talk about in dishonor. I remember when I came to this church. I transitioned here from another church, an amazing church with amazing pastors and amazing leaders. And I remember God telling me, honor on the way out. How you leave this season is gonna be an indicator of how you begin the next. And where I had many moments to have dishonor or to put blame or to have anything in my heart that was critical or skeptical, I remembered what God said to me, honor on your way out. Those of you who are in transition tonight, can I encourage you, honor on your way out. Even if the conversation didn't go how you hoped, even if you had to get a, a notice and it wasn't accepted, even, listen, honor on your way out. I've always chosen to honor those who are in my life, people that I love relationships, jobs. I would even say at churches. Church hopping, I would not recommend. <laughs> Get planted in a church. Get planted in a connect group. Serve on a team. Be a part of this incredible thing that God is building. This is honor's home. But if you came from somewhere else or if you decide to go somewhere else, can I encourage you that God is still watching the way that you honor or dishonor. Wow. Yeah. Honor in transition. Could everyone stand up to their feet, please? Is there less time on a Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> the greatest display of honor that we can have is putting Jesus in his rightful place. Can I tell you that honor that I'm talking about, the honor that heaven designed, the honor that is found in the house of God, the honor that pleases him is impossible to have unless you put Jesus in his rightful place. Jesus' rightful place is the savior of the world, the lover of your soul, the person who gave himself in such a way that was so brutal and gruesome because he understood that on the other side of it was an opportunity for you to have a relationship and a life filled with his presence, filled with his power, filled with the things that are of him. Can I tell you that he had eternity in mind? And tonight, if you're here, And this conversation, this preach, this message has been hard for you to grasp. Can I tell you it's because maybe you haven't put Jesus in his rightful place. You haven't put him as the savior of your soul. You haven't put your faith, your hope, your trust in him. And every single service, I love that we do this, no matter what, every Wednesday, every Sunday, no matter when it is, we will always, always, always give an opportunity for people to make the decision to put Jesus in his rightful place, to put him as king of their life, Lord of their life, their savior. With every single head bowed and eyes closed tonight, I believe and I know that there are people in this room who right now are ready and willing and understand the decision that they are about to make. They understand that when they say yes to Jesus, that they are saying yes to a God who loves them and just wants them to know him. They're saying yes to an eternity spent with him. They're saying yes with alignment in their life for honor to start to flow into their hearts. They're saying yes to everything in their world changing and shifting for the better. I wanna ask you very simply tonight, if you're ready to put Jesus in his rightful place, Lord of your life, King of kings, Savior of your soul, one who loves you and cares for you. I just want you to raise your hand when I count to three. One, two, three. Yeah, so incredible. Yep, absolutely. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, hey, listen, he just loves you and wants you to love him. He knows you and he just wants you to know him. Come on, yep, thank you, thank you. There's a few more, I know it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're putting you in your rightful place. We're acknowledging who you are. We're honoring your sacrifice. We're honoring the mission that you achieve. We're honoring you tonight, Jesus. So many people around the room. Can we pray together this prayer? Repeat after me. Say, right now, I know that Jesus is in the rightful place. The King of my heart, the Lord of my soul, the Savior of the earth. And from this moment forward, Lord, let my life honor you in everything I do. Holy Spirit, tonight, I acknowledge who you are. God the Father, I acknowledge who you are. Jesus the Son, I acknowledge who you are. And from this moment forward, I'm a believer. Jesus is my Savior. God is my my Father. And heaven is my home. Come on, can we honor the decisions that have been made tonight? Come on, thank you, Jesus. We honor you, Lord. We acknowledge you, Lord. Thank you, thank you. Can I tell you that heaven is throwing a party right now? There is nothing greater than when people put Jesus where he belongs. Thank you, Lord. Over here to my left, to your right, we have an incredible group of people. They want to have the conversation with you. They want to pray with you. They want to put a Bible in your hands. Come on, if you're just starting to learn about Jesus, run with it. Get as hungry as you can. Get your head, your ears, your heart into this thing. It will change your life forever. Down at the front, we're going to have our ministry team ready to pray for you. If tonight you're saying, hey, I've noticed, I've, I've been convicted, I'm being made aware of some areas in my life where honor has been lacking, and I want to say no to those things and say yes to the things of God. I want to say yes to honor again. Some of us, listen, this may be hard to hear. Some of us need to repent for some dishonor in our hearts. It's time to get back into alignment, to put the right things in the right place. Let's raise our hands. God, I thank you for these people. God, I thank you that in your church, in your home, in your house, God, honor flows. God, you are exalted. You are revered. God, you are valued. We put an unmarkable price on your name. Jesus, 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 we love you. We praise you, and we honor you in this place. Together we said, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Church, go to awakenchurch.com.